Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm supposed to take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value came giving value's contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Yeah. Okay, so episode number 338. Uh, we got home team here. We got a lot of things to cover. One of the things I watched last night is this weird movie called Leave the World Behind. It's a story. I'll read you the plot. <clears throat> the story's about America being hit by a cyber attack and other things taking place that shuts down the power grid in the U.S. Planes are crashing. Teslas are running into each other. It's a dark movie with a few lines. And by the way, guess who is the executive producer of this movie? It's a couple. You may recognize these guys. Michelle and Barack Obama. Weird. Very weird. Weird. Very weird. We'll, we'll talk about that because yeah. it reminds me of a movie that went viral during COVID that everybody was talking about. Weird. Contagion. Contagion. That's that so was weird. 10, ten years Michael's before. So producer. Maybe, so maybe it's something that's coming up here soon. Uh, shout out to DeVito, by the way. DeVito's agent is the best. The, the Giants, have you seen his agent I, or no? He's a freaking... But have you met his agent? Have you I, seen his I agent? Saw, yeah, with the Italian Sick. hat. Yeah, we'll talk door. about that maybe yeah. in a minute. Nikki Haley leads Biden by 17 and Trump by 4. And what? that's a Wall Street Journal poll. A uh, bunch of guys are endorsing her. Zelensky is coming back here to beg for some more money. I'm sorry, race, <laughs> race uh, some more money. He's coming back. We'll talk about that. Trump's got a big lead in Michigan. Trump tops DeSantis by 32 points. Uh, boys are struggling. It can take coaches, tutors, and thousands a month to fix that. Parents are hiring coaches to teach their boys what it is to be a boy. Can you imagine what, what a jacked-up place this is where boys forgot what it is to be a boy? I got into a, a bit of a debate at Dylan's game with this father that just pulls up to me, starts talking to me about Destiny and Tate. I'm like, dude, what is the matter with you? Oh, we had the best debate for 10 minutes, and nice. I'm— Talking to a guy about a movie to my right, he's like, "What the hell is going on here?" Dude? This is it's totally fine. McDermott, I'm just trying to keep up, Pat. McDermott, coach, gives a speech that is the weirdest speech you will ever hear a football coach give to his players in a locker room, saying, "Imagine how united the 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 nine eleven the nine eleven teamwork that did the attack on World Trade Center." We have to have that level of teamwork. Can you imagine oh. that as a motivational speech? <laughs> By the way, just saying it makes me feel uncomfortable. I can't believe right? he said that. He said that, and then uh, we'll talk about Barack Obama's movie. We'll talk about a couple things here. They're telling us we got to mask up again if you haven't yet. By the way, one of the things that was very impressive out of all the stories. What? You know you've made it when you say things like, you know, uh, I, I don't need church because my personal ethics are enough. And your name is Fauci. Oh, yeah, the doctor. Who, who by the way, Pat, he, he even brags. He's like, yeah, I have security 24-7 because yeah. everybody knows what I, who I am and what but I've it's done. personal ethics. Damn straight. You better. Yeah, know. China's uh, cyber army is invading uh, U.S. Uh, services. We'll talk about that. New Hampshire man charged with threatening to kill Vivek Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy. We did an X-Space. Uh, uh, everybody was texting me saying, Pat, you got to get on the crawling for you. 
with uh, Elon Musk letting Alex Jones back on. I was there. I said a few words. Maybe we'll talk about that. We should. Trump says he'll be a dictator day one. Biden administration wants to forgive nearly $5 billion. $5 $5 billion in additional student loan debt. And you got to see this one line, this one quote I'm going to share with you guys. Harvard alumni outraged that the president was accused of plagiarizing. American math scores hits an all-time low on international level exams. And then a couple other things here. Today's parents have to pay $3.4 million to fund the American dream for themselves and their kids. And maybe we'll get into the math for buying a home no longer works realtors you may want to skip that part <laughs> having said that before we get into these stories rob today's sponsor american hartford gold go ahead and play it so look i've been in the financial industry since 9 11 the day before 9 11 and i've owned stocks bonds mutual funds real estate crypto gold you name it i've owned it but the one thing that's very important part of my portfolio all these years is gold Are we- i love having a percentage of my net worth in gold that i have access to in case of many different things. That's why we chose to work with our new sponsor, American Hartford Gold. If you have retirement funds that you cannot afford to lose, American Hartford Gold will ship physical gold or silver directly to your door. Also, if you have retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold, a precious metal dealer you can trust. They have the finest products, amazing customer service, and a buyback commitment. They've earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Tell them I sent you, and they'll send you up to $5,000 worth of free silver on your first order. So click on the link in the description or call 866-939-6984. Again, 866-939-6984. By the way, I don't know if you know or not. For those that have been buying uh, gold, gold's been going up. Okay. It just reached an all-time high, That's I think right. $2,200, I want to say. Bitcoin's up. at Gold's what now, 45000 Where's it? 42 to 46 So, anyways, that's our sponsor, American Hartford took Gold. Took a dump yesterday to 41 uh, after let's, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. You took a dump. What'd you say? What? Tom. Bitcoin. Tom, we're running Bit- late. Bitcoin, oh, Bitcoin, Bitcoin took a dump. dump I, yesterday. I just said like, you took a dump You don't while you were share stuff Bitcoin. like that yeah, on a live podcast. When it's off, I get it, but Tom, let it be too much Viveka caught it on a hot mic taking a piss. That's right. So Viveka got on bathroom. I love the fact Can that the moderator says. Can you just tell the story, says, maybe? Anyways, it's a Sunday, 2, yeah. 3 o'clock. They decide to hold this uh, um, uh, Twitter space, Mario uh, Nafal. Uh, maybe I'm not saying the name right. He does a phenomenal yeah. job with this. And he ends up having uh, uh, he ends up having Musk, Tate, Alex Jones, Vivek, myself, uh, Gates, a bunch of people. I'm missing names. A bunch of oh, just think about that is the a murderers. Row a bunch of people. Oh my god! And it was a conversation about Alex Jones being back on. It was great, and they were having a discussion. Elon started off by talking about Sandy Hook, and then Vivek Ramaswamy was caught on a hot mic using a bathroom, and the main yes. guy hosting it says, "Vivek, that's you." You're, he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, guys." And then he Do you feel better? <laughs> yeah, and the best tweet I think is by uh, Matt Walsh, who says, "Now we understand what they mean by a stream, by a Twitter stream." <laughs> I hilarious. thought that was that was very funny, but it was great. It's, it's you know the whole good news is the right people are finding each other, fighters are finding each other, and future looks bright. It's exciting to see what's going to be taking place, but uh, this is exciting to see Alex Jones coming back. We'll get into that story later. I want to get into the Barack Obama story. Oh, yes, Barack Obama. Gave major feedback on the Leave the World Behind script. I watched this movie last night. I finished it at 12.30. And very weird movie. A dark movie, okay? Barack Obama, the former U.S. president, has expanded his post-presidential activities by offering input 
on Sam Ishmael's script for Leave the World Behind, a Netflix movie. Ishmael sought Barack Obama's perspective to enhance the script's realism. And by the way, very weird that the fact that they say this, because you'll hear some of the stuff that's said in this movie. Ismail recounted Obama's response saying, I am writing what I think is fiction for the most part. I'm trying to keep it as true to life as possible, but I'm exaggerating and dramatizing. And to hear an ex-president say you're off by a few details, I thought I was off by a lot. The fact that he said scared the F out of me. And as executive producers of Leave the World Behind, Barack and Michelle Obama provided valuable feedback on character development and empathy, emphasizing their passion for the book and their desire for a compelling cinematic adaptation. Vinny. All right, so mind you guys, we're going to go on a, a little journey because I watched it. What? Before you do, yeah. Just I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, okay. Tom, uh, have you, you seen it? Okay. Just I have set, not. Set the uh, tone. Okay, you pull up the plot. Yeah, what is the it? Plot. Pull the, the plot, plot and, and I'll, then and I'll get show into you, your so, feedback. Spoiler alert because yeah. I mean, we're going to give away them. If you, you want to watch the movie, don't listen to any so, of this. So once upon a time. So basically, uh, it's Julia Roberts, Marshall Ali, Ethan Hawke. So it's basically a film about a cyber attack uh, by hackers on America. They also sent... Uh, 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 drones go by and they're dropping thousands. I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of flyers with a snake photo that says death to America. Okay, on one side of the coast. On the other side of the coast, they had the same drones, but they were dropping stuff in Chinese and just from different countries. So you don't know where it's coming from, right? It was an all-out attack using something that they called the three-stage maneuver to topple the government uh, from within that ended with bombs dropping on cities on the White House and they had radiation. So the three-stage maneuver is Isolation, they disable all communications and transportation, making people deaf, dumb, and paralyzed. Number two was synchronized chaos. Terror with covert attacks and disinformation with no clear enemy. Nobody knows who the hell it's coming from. And then the third stage is the coup d'etat, civil war, and collapse. But, and, but the key is it says third stage happens on its own. You don't need itself, to do anything. You don't do it. So it's first phase is isolation, then it's synchronized chaos, which means it's intentional. But the third stage, you don't do anything. It's civil war and collapse. This program was known as the most cost-effective way to destabilize a country. Yeah, dude. That's what they said in the movie, by the way. Yeah. That's the uh, the, the the actor. <clears throat> Marshali. He's the one that says it. Oh, yeah. He says a lot of crazy Be- stuff. Because tell him why he knew this stuff. Because his friend, he, okay, he kept saying. He had a ve- So in the car, dude, I got goosebumps right now. There's a scene where he's looking at Ethan Hawke and he's like, listen. I have a very powerful friend. We always joke around. He always says that he goes to meet with these elites, and they tell him this type of stuff, and it's a cabal, and it's evil. And, and he, dude, he got he got, gets quiet, and he goes, this last time he didn't respond. He's his money manager. He goes, he didn't respond, and they were leaving because they know they have a heads up that this stuff is coming down the pipe. So I'm watching this, Pat, and then I'm like, wait, Barack, why would an ex-president and his wife produce something like this as if they know something is happening, right? And he paid what you said. He played a key role in the film, he was hands-on the entire the entire film. Uh, Sam Ismail, the guy, the the director, said that um, he was there giving him real-world feedback. So when this guy was doing stuff, Barack was like, "No, no, no, that's not how this would play out. Trust me, this is how it would play out." Also, just a little a little detour. They had some backlash for for what he did. Uh, they said in the movie about white people. There's a scene where Marshall Ali's laying in, in bed with his daughter because they're staying in the basement of this house, and he said, and this is what the daughter says, and I quote. I'm asking you to remember that if the world falls apart, trust should not be doled out easily to anyone, especially white people. So that's in there. Um, uh, by the way, there's another quote in the movie. Ready for this? A conspiracy theory. It, it, by the way, stay on that. Yeah. Stay on that because it says if something happens to the world, we shouldn't trust white people. Yeah. That's something I know you and mom would agree with me. 
quote. End quote. The girl says that to the dad while they're in bed together. This girl's probably 22 years old. Yeah. If something happens to the world, we shouldn't trust white people. That's something I know you and mom would agree with me. Keep yeah. going. Right, right. So it's, this is layered. Mind you, Pat, there's also uh, a bunch of— Like, why would you put that in a— Random. In a, Random. And the entire time Julia Roberts plays this angry white girl who's in sales and advertising, and the girl asks her, asks her, why are you so angry all the time? She says, because if you know what I know on a daily basis, I— I life or living, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing sales, and I'm meeting with people, and marketing. I'm sitting there saying, dude, you literally have been lying for a living. You're an actress. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Your job is to act. Is okay, so you're we talking about- We saw you in Pretty Woman, yeah, yeah. lady. Uh, okay. That wasn't acting, though, but so, go ahead. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. She was hot. But um, So this is a quote from the movie. A conspiracy theory about a shadow group of people running the world is far too lazy of an explanation, especially when the truth is far scarier. No one is in control. No one is pulling the strings. Uh, an event like this happens the best. Even the most powerful people can hope for a heads up. Now, Pat, this movie, besides having the cultist stuff, they had the son was wearing an Obey shirt. The daughter had a NASA shirt. Uh, in the title, you could see that there's a B-A-A-L in it. There's a scene in the movie. I'm not being that guy. It, it is what it is. There's a 666 in, in, a, in a triangle. This is called product, uh, predictive programming. And let me explain something to you. Do you remember we saw that video of the Iranian lawmakers chanting death to America? Then Tucker Carlson on his show, Pat, had the e he said about the EMP attack mm -hmm. that's going to come if we get into a war with Iran. And then, and Rob, can you get this video ready, bro? Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, that demon all right he's predicting a cyber attack he said and i quote the covid 19 crisis with respect would be seen as a small disturbance in comparison this is him warning us listen to this pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis, crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. Okay, guess what, Pat, and I'm almost done. This, the, the predictive programming, they're letting you know it's coming, like the movie uh, Contagion with COVID-19, the girl went to Hong Kong. It's like, how do they know? And, I, and people always ask, how, why do the elites always let us know what's coming down the pike? Right? They tell you through movies, through music, what they're going to do. It's called, and you guys can look this up, the revelation of the method. They do this to avoid bad karma. I mean, who, who would have thought you know, evil would have you know, morals? They put their true intentions out there so nobody could accuse them of not warning us of things to come. All right? It's like when you hear Bill Gates talking about depopulating the earth. He does it. Uh, and they believe that uh, when they tell us this, they will not face consequences. In 1981, I dug a little deep, Pat. In 1981, uh, the CIA director, William Casey, said to Ronald Reagan in the West Wing, and there's a bunch of people that said he said this. He said, and I quote, we will know our disinformation is complete when everything the American public believes is false. This was an American spy CIA guy. Uh, and it's not like, Pat, when I talk about this type of stuff, guys, that it's not true. This movie came out last week. Guess what happened yesterday? Mm. A massive cyber attack in the, for, uh, in the United States by China for our infrastructure. They hit Hawaii's water utility systems. They hit an oil and gas pipeline. And they tried to take down the electrical grid in Texas. And yesterday, Rumble was attacked. Rumble's, Rumble got cyber attacked 
yesterday. And just a side note, Pat, since I'm in this world of, of people and evil and all this type of stuff, did you see what happened at the Iowa Capitol building mm. yesterday? Mm. These, are the, these are the type of people that take down Thomas Jefferson's statue, but they had a satanic demon displayed up there. Rob, can you show that? They, they have a, a satanic demo in Pat, I'm talking about candles. We have a keep going down, Rob. This is actually it. Scroll to the bottom. They're not even hiding anymore, guys. They the, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going down, Rob. It's not there. Keep going. Story continues. It? Press story continues yeah. right there and go. So, and, I, and I'll get to it. So, and it's not as if we, we, we come up with this type of stuff and they're lying. And yeah, that that this is on display at the Iowa Capitol State Building. Uh, that. And it's the satanic church, and they're saying, listen, we have rights, too. We could do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the goat. In There's goat, owls, in the, owls and goats. And look at the pentagram on his chest. So when we talk about this type of stuff, I Molech always question. Yeah. Tom, I always question myself. I'm like, why would they show it to us? Why did they do it? This is out in the open. They're not hiding. They're giving us a heads up before it comes out, and it happened yesterday. So that I wouldn't be surprised if that's the I, next I got to tell you this. You know, for me, the, the movie, as dumb as it was, Okay, I couldn't stand the movie. It's so or boring, horrible, terrible. The music is eerie. The 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 behavior of her and the guy, marriage, the white guy and the daughter, the stuff that like they're mm. presenting like it's normal behavior, and the line, you know, uh, conspiracy theory of some shadow organization running the world is not true. A line set in the movie. Sure. That a former president was involved in the script. No one controls the strings. They're saying this in the movie. Are you supposed to believe that? Do you actually believe no one controls the strings? Rob, run a poll asking, do you believe anyone controls the strings? Yes or no? Then, a few other things. Microwave weapons that cause radiation. This happened in Cuba. Kevin Bacon says it. There's a scene in the movie where he says, cash may not mean much when the government falls. <laughs> but by the way, the, even though that's a line in a movie, that is true, though. Cash may not mean much when the government falls. Of course. You have to be aware that there is some credibility to that statement. And another line when the, when the kid says it, when the, when the father says it, I can barely do anything without my cell phone and GPS. I am a useless man without my cell phone, says in the movie. Let me read it again. I can barely do anything without my cell phone and GPS. I'm a useless man without my cell phone. And there's a bunch of other things. We made a lot of enemies around the world. Maybe what this means is they all teamed up against us. Kevin Bacon is saying it to both of the guys that they're talking to. So that's an anti-America globalism it's, it's message. An, this was a pure anti-America. We caused this. This is the reason why this is taking place. It is a movie to trash America. It is a movie to manipulate people watching. It is a movie to get people thinking and believing. But if there's one thing that I did believe mm -hmm. when it was done, you know, there's different torture methods. One of the torture methods when they put you in, the, in, in, in jail is this screeching sound that they, they make that stays on for a oh. couple of days that you can't go to sleep. Oh, my God. You know that. That that sound, do you know what I'm talking Ooh, about? It hurts no? your ears. Yeah, they did. You, yeah. Yes. And they, you, no matter what you do, it's so loud, you, so you can't It's sleep. like worse than a baby crying in your ear. Oh, no, it's Adam, 10 times it's, worse. It, it, the, the kid, the, go ahead, Pat, go ahead. In the movie, they do this to the entire state, to the entire town, and everybody hears it. 
and everybody collapses. There's even a scene where Julie Roberts chasing after her daughter to find her. The pain is so bad she falls to her knees. So the pain was so excruciating that she couldn't even chase after her daughter to find her. Oh, it cripples you. It and, cripples you. And her, and, <coughs> and 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 one of the, uh, one of the bad reactions of that radiation that that symbol was that signal the sun's teeth just start falling out. So they're looking for a doctor. That's why they go to Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. And then and then uh, uh, they said I read I wrote this somewhere, Pat. I just the political coup d'état. The coup political coup d'état. Uh, which is a foot. They say, which is why the people in positions of power are letting a civil war take root by disrupting technology and feeding disinformation. And you said that third stage, it happens on its own. So everything, all this stuff, it's just weird. Klaus Schwab, all, it's throughout the history, they warn us. God, they warn us what's coming, Pat, because apparently in their religion, Rob, we talked about this before, they have to give you a heads up. As it's coming down the pike, which is weird. What were you going to say, Rob? No, it's there's, a, there's a very interesting um, episode. There was a TV show called The X-Files. Do you guys remember that show from the 90s? David Duchovny. Did you ever hear of the spinoff show, The Lone Gunman? No. Okay, there was a TV show that Fox produced in 2001. It was going to be a spinoff of some of the people that fed Mulder and Scully information about The X-Files. Yeah. Uh, the pilot episode aired March 4th of 2001. So this is six, seven months before 9-11. Wow. The entire episode predicted that a the government would use a controlled drone airplane to fly into the World Trade Center Be to quiet. then launch I swear to, God, to <laughs> launch a war in the Middle East. So I, I have it up here at the X-Files. But, uh, I told yeah, you. March 4th of 2001, that comes out. And then six months later, 9-11, literally uh, planes fly into the World Trade Centers and then we go to war with so the Middle am I, am I Am I crazy to say what I say when I'm telling you it's called predictive programming they let you know what's coming and then when it happens we have these moments where we go wait what but weird here, but here's a question though here's a question yeah okay tom you remember the only guy we ever brought on the podcast twice in the same same month was a guy named peter peter Pry, Pry, and yeah. he died afterwards yeah weird he literally died afterwards. he was the electromagnetic pulse guy yeah he was the guy that knew the most about emps yeah. we bring him on he talks and he talks about the fact that everybody should own a nuclear uh, underground, a bunker. underground bunker. Yeah. He, he was, was sort talking, of a doomsday prepper type. I believe it, dude. But I tell you what, the, the level of qualification of what this guy had in his background, yeah. when he spoke, you're listening. Was that interesting? You were Tom, fascinated, Pat. I think you wanted to say something, Tom. Go for it. No, what I was looking at here is, <clears throat> remember, there's none of this is surprising to me because this is all the PSYOP stuff, uh, and it's real. PSYOPs is real. You, you also can just go look at, we talk about it in our, um, our, our political discourse. They say is accuse the other side of doing exactly what you are doing now. Right. Mm. It's like, Oh, you're, it's such as the, um, uh, the liberals were accusing Republicans of using redlining and redistricting yep. to manipulate elections. You're manipulating elections through redlining, redistricting, and denying people the right to vote by create, creating obstacles in the form of identification and other things that are designed to do this. So what, all those come out. And then now we find out that, you know, ballot harvesting, we've got videos of ballots being brought in, you know, in, in suitcases and buckets. It's real. Did it alter the whole election? Who knows? Uh, were there 
Was there fraud involved? Of course. So it's accuse the other side, which you're exactly doing now. And also, you know, you you also... I think that's called the Hegelian dialectic, I want to say. Yeah. Whoa. Don't ask me how I know Holy that. Holy crap. But very yeah, good. That's... Oh, wow. Stay in school, kids. I'm very Adam dialectic. just got a conflagration. Am I right on that one, though, Pat? I'm very impressed. Tom, Hang on, Adam. So. Yeah, I want to know your point, Tom. I'm waiting. So the, the, the point is here is this all comes out to prime the populace. That is the whole purpose of it. When you look at Operation Mockingbird and all these things in PSYOPs. PSYOPs, what you have to do is you have to make it not surprising. Mm. It says, and also put yourself in a position where you're offensive, not defensive. So that's how you prime the pump by letting people know, saying things out there so they're not as surprised, number one. And then number two, you know, the PSYOP, what we're just talking about elections, accuse the other side of what you're going to do. And when you do all this, the population, the populace is somewhat, somewhat numbed and somewhat um, yeah, you know, incapacitated. And can, can I say? Can I say something to do? When? When? I mean, I don't know how many times I've said this on this podcast. How much more shit is China gonna do? Because yesterday we had the cyber attack, spy balloons over the place, COVID nineteen, and then we just worship. Gavin Newsom brings these people, brings Xi Jinping to to California, and they clean the streets and they put the Chinese flag. It's like China. <laughs> Is the let's stay on, let's stay on this. Yeah, let's stay on this. I mean that's let's actually have a very logical conversation. Go ahead. Okay, so first of all, for those uh, you know, if you're watching, it's like, oh, here we go again. Well, listen, this is not here we go again. If this movie was done by anybody, nobody would give a shit. If this movie was done by, <clears throat> I don't Steven know, Spielberg, Ridley Scott, you know, Steven Spielberg, nobody would give a shit. Yeah, it's just another movie. I got it. You know like World War Z or Independence Day or whatever, whatever. No, no. This is the former president who's the executive producer of this movie. Like, let me put it to you this way. Yeah. Barack calls you. You're his friend. He says, hey, I'm thinking about investing into this movie. What is it about? It's about what America would look like if there was a cyber warfare and how we would shut down the entire system and control minds and making sure we tell them that there is nobody that controls the strings. What would you tell Obama as a friend who's trying to go into movies the first time? What would you tell him? Maybe you would say, Brock, you may want to skip this movie, bro. <laughs> you may want to skip this movie and go to like a, you know, biography about, I don't know, a, you know, RGB or Ruth or what's her name? Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg, RBG. RBG somebody. or do a do like a movie about a story of somebody, something like that. Yeah. No, you choose to do this movie as a former president. That, first of all, that's a little weird for me, you, even yep. as an American, to, 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 to tell a story like that. Because the enemy is either sitting there saying, hey, man, thanks, Brock. That was fantastic. Or the enemy sitting there saying you're given ideas or the... You just scared the shit out of the populace. FYI, it was very believable. Nothing about what I watched was unbelievable. Everything about what I watched was very, very believable. That sound, the, the brain stimulation thing, that simulation thing that they do, believable. That whole concept about cars, electric cars, all going in the same direction because now you control the satellite and they took out the satellite, believable. The ship coming nonstop to the, what do you call it? To, to the, the beach. To the beach. And the kid is like, I think that ship is coming towards us. <laughs> Believable. Planes losing satellite control communication, crashing in the middle of the ocean. 
believable. There wasn't anything that you looked at and you said, this is unbelievable, right? So as somebody like myself who was in the military, who was Middle Eastern, and who was in the insurance space, you know what all those three have in common? Paranoia, okay? When you live in the Middle East, you're naturally what? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What do you talk when you're in the military? If this happens, you got to do this. You got to flank this. You got to burn. You got to, okay. What happens when you're in the insurance business? You buy insurance because God forbid you die. What if this happens? Bread one of this. Everything is about preparation. So as much as we're having this conversation here together, if you're married with kids, I actually would seriously encourage you to have a serious conversation with your friends and peers to see what you could do. Because there was a scene where these guys are driving around, and the one guy, Kevin Bacon, says something. He says, have you guys gone to Turnson's house, whatever the guy's name is? Have you guys gone to such and such's house? Uh, no, why? Well, I know one of my buddies, you know, built a, a nuclear bunker underneath it, and he built a bunker, and, you know, I know who did. He never wanted to show it to me, and he never confirmed it, but I know my friend built that thing. And so if there's anywhere for you guys to go, that's the place to go. And the daughter goes there accidentally. She opens the store, and she goes in, and she hits the... Switch, switch. The, the, the it's not even a switch like this. It's, it's like a, a switch like this. Thing, yeah. It's like a generator switch. The whole thing turns on, Plant. and it's a nuclear place under where the glass window is a LED to show light and show sky and show this, even though you're underground. Right. These are these are some things, financial planning, health planning. This is why you do executive testing every year. Tom introduced me to that in 08. I went to UCLA, did my executive testing. You meet with nine doctors within nine hours and find out everything about your body. Sounds like I probably need to go do an executive testing right now, but I did one about a year ago. Everything is about preparation for the next year, and this movie made me think about that, to and, be honest. And, and, can, and, I, can I add one yeah, thing? Yeah, go ahead. So, you know me. I'm pretty skeptical about you know just generic stuff like this, but I Earth. will say this. Um, in 2015... Um, this was actually at a Nalba-type meeting back in the day. They had a guest speaker. It was Ted Koppel. Do you remember who Ted Koppel Ted. is? Yeah, he used Ted to do the ABC 1130 yeah. special segment news show, right? Ted Koppel, considered one of the most what respected journalists of all time. Brought me up a picture of Ted Koppel. All you got to do is hit images, buddy. Um, Ted Koppel, Dan Rather, you know, the, the, this type of guy. You've seen him. You know his face. Yeah. And at the time, this was at the height of the 2016 election, Trump, Hillary Clinton. And obviously, all the news was about build the wall, build the wall, build the wall. And he goes, you know, I'm not so concerned about the wall. I'm concerned about uh, the electric grid situation and cyber attacks. And this is before it became sort of, you know, present-day conversation of where we're at. It's part of the the... Uh, nomenclature rates going on right now, but he started warning of these electric grid attacks, okay? And nobody really had heard this type of speech, especially from respected journalists at this point. So he starts basically saying, here to go, Ted Kaplan lights out a cyber attack in Nation Unprepared. This is 2015 Miami Book Fair. So it was right around the time, probably wrote a book about this. And it made me aware, holy shit, this, and he basically went into great detail I believe of what would happen. And, you, and So what my, my ultimate point is this. This has been pervasive yeah. in, in the culture for it, almost eight, ten years now at this point. Not far-fetched, not unbelievable, certainly something that we're hoping the military is on top of. <laughs> the scariest thing is what Pat pointed out. Why did Barack Obama co-sign something like so this? Weird. That's and, his quote, and his quote was this, I'm writing what I think is fiction for the most part. I'm trying to keep keep it as true to life as possible, but I'm exaggerating and dramatizing. Yeah. So... 
it's just interesting that he put his name behind something. Like and, and 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 but think about it. I, I don't want to spend any more time. Thirty seconds. We're moving. Yeah. On to so the next but but and, and he made a great point. There was a they put it in movies and music and all that stuff. Rob said the thing about nine eleven contagion with COVID. And then bro, do you understand how uh, volatile our power grid is, Pat? Think up. Think about this. George Carlin talked about it. If electricity shut off here in the United yeah. States. Can you imagine? Look what happens when a when a light intersection light shuts off. Nobody knows what the hell to do. Yeah. God forbid our poor power goes down, bro. It's a wrap. Let's just hope that we're utilizing it to some oh, to the enemy before they use it. Guys, utilize it on us, guys. Not listen. <laughs> Let me tell you what, what. Life is better off the way you live. It's not. Let's just say the power grid goes out. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. I know. I just don't know when it's gonna happen. Meaning. Is it going to be in 2024 during election year? Because they're scared shitless that Trump could actually win. Is it going to be 20? Is it going to be next five years, 10 years, 15 years? I believe it's going to happen. You best just do whatever you can to be ready for it. Some people are maybe saying, "Well, I don't have the kind of money you guys got the money." And da da da. This isn't about money. There's ways of preparing in different ways based on the kind of resources you got. You have to figure out what level of resource. Like if we are a small country and we don't have the kind of money that China's got or other people have. We have to use our resources to create our own weapons, even if we're a small little country. You have to think about it that way. You're a startup country. Protect your family. How do you do it? You have to do a little bit of research, a little bit of studying for yourself, and if, to find out if that were to happen, do you have a small generator? Do you have certain things set aside? What method of payment will you use if you don't have any cash or if you don't have <laughs> – what other things do you have to protect your family? I do believe it is something worth talking about with your family to be prepared for this because I think something like this is going to happen next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And by the way, I do believe it's going to be worse than COVID because at least with COVID, you can stay home and still communicate with others. With this, you stay home. Your internet, security, gate, lights, Dumb it's it. mayhem. Everything's gone, so what do you do? You just got to be prepared for it. And if it doesn't happen, better. You know, if, if it never happens, awesome. But at least you were prepared for worst-case scenario. My concern is how deep is our military? Like you think Barack, you think Joe Biden's military is ready for this? Hell no. I have no idea, but I tell you, the next president, whoever it is, this has got to be a topic of discussion to make some major investments into this to make sure the American people are protected. Okay, let's go to the next story. Next story we got, Tom, we're going to go talk about what happened with Harvard and the Penn uh, president on last week being grilled. Um, which was the most viewed, uh, what was it, congressional hearing we've ever had. So Penn President, board chair resigns after fervor, after freer over comments on campus, anti-Semitism. So she resigns. Then other things come out. Let me see this one here. Former President Liz McGill last week made a very unfortunate misstep consistent with what of two peers university leaders sitting alongside her after five hours of aggressive questioning before a congressional committee stated Scott Elbach, the chairman of the University of Penn. Following that, became clear that her position was no longer tenable, and she and I concurrently decided that it was time for her to exit. Representative Stefanik applauded McGill's resignation, saying one down, two to go. This is only the beginning of addressing the pervasive rot of anti-Semitism that has destroyed the most prestigious higher education institutions. And, and, and a couple other things came out with her plagiarizing the Harvard alumni president. <clears throat> Gay, Tom, I'll read that and I'll just turn it over to you from there. Harvard uh, alumni outrage after president accused of plagiarizing desertion. Okay. 
Harvard alumni demand an investigation into plagiarism allegations against school president Claudine Gay with Christopher Rufo and Christopher Burnett accusing of verbatim plagiarism as they reveal instances of lifting texts from other academics as stated in their report Report first, Gay lifts an entire paragraph, nearly verbatim, from Lawrence Bobo and Franklin Gilliam, great last name, race, sociopathal, political participation, and black empowerment, while passing it off as her own paraphrase and language. The researchers emphasize that such plagiarism violates Harvard Honor, Honor Code, potentially leading to disciplinary action. Harvard's Honor Code specifies that students who submit work, not their own, or fail to attribute sources can face disciplinary measures, including potential withdrawal from college. So one one of the three resigns. The other one's getting caught plagiarizing. Tom, what do you think is going to end up happening here? So let's, let's go run down the list. Let's take the easy one first. Penn. Wall Street Journal today, the Wall Street frickin' Journal today, says blames wealth rich for the Miguel departure that they had been on her back for weeks and there'd been um you know uh, you know a dialogue that was getting very tense between them wait a minute so how did the journal what is the journal saying so pen they're trying to spin it already that well you know it's 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 these doggone rich oh you mean the ones that go to Wharton that are funding your endowment those doggone rich so pen you know McGill resigns the pressure was on from the alumni people from Wharton it all came to a head she said what she said she was wrong and they fired her so it seems like what happened at Penn was what should have happened after the congressional um, investigation congressional hearing where she said what she said and that was trying to be spun that oh well you know it was the rich that did it and they've been looking they've been trying to get her for weeks right BS you're just trying to put a spin on it then at Harvard Harvard's the one that is actually more complicated complicated but easier it gets summed up this the woke mob including the board at harvard the trustees at harvard have protected their own it's pure hypocrisy they've protected their own they and they see this as a noble fight there are billboards out there right next to harvard calling for her resignation there are alumni sending letters and posting on x very eloquent well-researched statements saying calling for her dismissal, and Rufo presented a beautiful dissertation on, not beautiful meaning well-put-together dissertation, on the plagiarism that happened in her own uh, scholarly articles that she presented herself for president. So if this had been a white male, this this person's gone. This would already be over. But Harvard is protected. The, the trustees and the board are protecting their person, and they see this as a noble fight. You have to understand what's going on here. The trustees and the board of Harvard are taking her side because they see it as a fight against the ones that are not completely lined up with their woke agenda. That's the only reason they're defending her. They are defending one of their own tribe, one of their own mob, and that's what they've done. And last night, they expressed support for her and said <clears throat> that she would not be resigning. And she said, I'm not resigning. This happened very late last night. There were apparently meetings of the board that went on yesterday and yesterday evening. So they've come out and said this. <clears throat> alumni this morning were freaking out because the executive committee of the Alumni Association. So think of that as like the board, not all the members, just the board. They came out and said, hey, the board of trustees 
needs to come out and make a positive statement of support for her and keep her. And there were people like Bill Ackman that said, wait a minute, I'm a prominent alumni. I wasn't called. They didn't pull the alumni. The Alumni Association Executive Committee acted alone without really getting the consensus of the alumni because there was no consensus. The alumni are calling for her resignation. So it sums up at Harvard is the woke mob protect itself. But, but, but okay, besides the backlash from what she they said or they didn't say at the hearing, Tom, how bad is this going to be for the future of Harvard for uh, obviously anybody Jewish trying to go to this school? But how? what's the like long long term for her staying there going to look like? For well, I, I think what you have to see is look at what is Harvard. Harvard is not a college. Harvard is an association of of elite woke individuals and their children that are going to the school. And here's what I mean by that. If you take a look at, at it's very interesting. Meaning him, you're not the customer and they're okay losing you. Oh, wow. They're Correct. okay losing your kids. They're okay losing his kids. They're okay losing everybody's kids. Exactly. They're okay with that. Wow. And by the way, you should, there is, there is a, a graph that came out. I don't know if you can find it, Rob, about grade compression that went on at Harvard. And there's a chart that came out this past week that showed that the average grade Grade GPA was creeping up. I think it, I think it was from Charter, C H A R T R. Charter did the thing on Harvard grade compression, and it's a shocking chart that shows you that the median grade given out now, Pat, is three point eight. Median. 3.8 means if you come to Harvard, how dare we give you a C and upset the woke customer? And so it is, it's it's horrifying. So they, they have ceased to be. I actually love the fact that they took this position. You know why I love the fact that the board took this position? Let me tell you why the board took this position. In this situation, pen one. In this situation, pen one. Because you can, you can hire somebody. For example, you can hire somebody in a company. And how much background check can you do on the person? Do you know if the person's a serial killer? No. No. Do you know if the pers- this person likes young uh, boys? No. Do you know if this person has certain porn habits you don't know about? No. Do you know if this person... <clears throat> you don't know this stuff, right? You hire them. But then imagine you hire them, and that comes out, and then you don't fire them. If the board fires them, yeah. what the company is telling you is, we don't stand for that. But if you hire them... And the board keeps them. What the company is saying is, we stand for that. So in this situation, Penn is saying, "Uh uh-uh, we don't stand for what she just did. Harvard is saying, "Uh uh-huh, we do stand for what uh, Gay did. So Harvard lost big time, okay? Parents, if you're thinking about putting your kids in Harvard, you may want to think twice. Bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. You know, there's a school locally here. You know what the school is. I went to the school's, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, interview for my kids. The high school, you mean, yeah. It's not a high school. It's K through 12. K through, okay. Yeah, so I went to the school, and we sat down with them. It's the premier school in all of Florida, okay? Yeah. 50 grand or some number like that. If you're around the area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I asked the question, I'm like, so uh, what is the school's top priority with all the different issues going on worldwide? What would you say is the top issues? that you guys want to educate the kids on. Oh, number one is climate change. Oh, okay, <laughs> fantastic. What else? Two, equity and inclusive and all this stuff. So, okay, what else? So how do you feel about capitalism? Well, what do you mean by that? I said, how do you feel about capitalism? Uh, are you a Trump voter? I said. They asked I you said, that? Like, I said, the fact that I'm telling you capitalism, you think I'm a Trump voter? Because I said capitalism. What does capitalism have to do with being a Trump voter? Mm-hmm. That's how you categorize it. So I said, what do you feel about, well, we like to teach um, 
capitalism and socialism and communism. The pros and cons of it, and we let the kids decide. I said, so wait a minute. You, you, the pros and cons of communism, yeah, we like to teach all of them, let the kids decide. I'm like, how much more market research do you need to, you realize, to realize this doesn't work, <laughs> right. right? This killed a lot of people. What's the moral of the story? You got to be asking those questions. You got to be protective with your kids. If you can't afford to put your kids in private school, you have to be involved uh, to know what they're going through, what they're dealing with, what they're teaching them, what they're being talked to. Because in a time like this, schools like this are showing you their true colors. And parents, if you send your kids there, Knowing what they stand for, just because you want to brag to your sister, your brother, your cousins that your kid went to Harvard, you could potentially lose your kids for 10 to 20 years to some pathetic ideology. Yeah, let me give you a little extra perspective on Penn, because uh, this whole situation, we're kind of coming in on, on the ninth inning and being like, yeah, that's what happened in the game. But there's been a whole buildup to what's going on specifically at Penn, who basically they were the one... <coughs> university that their president stepped down. So this has been building up for years. They've been on a collision course for basically five years, culminating with the sort of the step down of what's her name again? Liz McGill, who stepped down as the president. Yes. So Ms. let me McGill. go back in history. But she's a little still bit. a tenure professor, by the way. So she's a, she goes back to the law school. Yes. So the just to kind of paint a picture, that's been sort of the progressive woke left leaning universities, we understand that with their sort of appeasement of radicalism that's been sort of culminating in these academic echo chambers on the left side. On the right side, you have traditionally conservative capitalist businessmen who are on the board of trustees who are basically uh, donating hundreds of millions of dollars. So sort of funding this operation, especially in Wharton, you'll be familiar with this company's name, Apollo Global Management. It's run by a guy, the CEO, Mark Rowan, okay? Familiar with that name? Then you also have um, Ross Stevens. He's the guy that ended up withdrawing $100 million Good. from Penn. All right, so here's what's going on. So this collision course has been a brewing. We're, we're, we're seeing what happened with the congressional hearing. Let's go back a few years from now. Do you remember the name Leah Thomas? Uh, mm -hmm. Who was that? The, the swimmer? She was the swimmer. He, he was right. the swimmer. He, whatever. They were the swimmer. Yes. Exactly. It. So what school did he, she, they go to? Penn, Penn State. So what? No, not Penn State, brother. Oh, my bad. My bad. Penn. Penn. My bad. Big my difference. Bad. No, not Penn State. Exactly. Penn. Not the Nittany Penn. Lions. Penn. These guys right here. God, she is an so ugly dude. So he, no she, they, them <laughs> was, was the swimmer that was a trans swimmer. Now, here's what happened. This was, I believe, in 2020, 2021. <laughs> she was going through her trans situation, gender identity. Yeah. We all understand that. Vinny, all right, brother? Yeah, because he says, I'm sorry, because he points. He goes, she's wearing no, a value no. tainment shirt. No. And look at that face on they, that photo. Oh, they dang. are wearing a value tainment oh, shirt, Vinny. I have a little respect so <laughs> for he, she, they, them. But here's what happened at the time. They, yeah. her, uh. won this big swim meet. Yeah. What happens then? Penn... University nominates her to the NCAA as Woman Athlete oh, of the Year. Oh, weird. So all the trustees, all the boards, conservative thinking capitalists are like, all right, y'all, we're going a little too far. With this is the face of our brand. Yeah, female Leah swimming. Thomas. Yeah. So if you remember that. So she becomes this nominee for NCAA Woman of the Year, nominated by Penn. 
Okay? The trustee, the board of trustees, they're all going, what the fuck is going on here right now? Fast forward to this past summer, prior to the October 7th Hamas attack, the Palestinian groups on campus were basically organizing this summer river to the sea revival ideology type thing. The board, Apollo, Mark Rowan, the rest of the crew is like, yeah, not the best look for the school. People are basically going back and forth on this. They try to sort of stop and appease, whatever. They're having all these debates. Boom, October 7th happens. Boom, anti-Semitism happens. Boom, she steps down. But there's been a track record mm -hmm. that's been basically awaiting this collision course, and that's why there's no surprise that she stepped By down way, Apollo is the Leon Black guy that gave a half a billion dollars to Epstein, uh, Epstein for estate planning. Half a billion dollars? Exactly. Who oh, the hell pays oh, that's right. By the way, this has go been ahead. activism for a while. Uh, Rob, can you go back to the Harvard grade chart? Yeah, Leon Black, there you go. Go back to the Harvard grade chart real quick. Take a look at this. Look at what happened in the late 60s. A sharp rise in grades given by Harvard in the 1960s to help students avoid the military draft that was Vietnam. Whoa. Now, I'm not saying Vietnam was a good war, right? He says, I, as a six-year-old, remember a Vietnam funeral. It was a bad war. It was a bad thing, and a lot of people died. But what Harvard did was, well, we can't have our kids going there, and look what they did the GPA to help them avoid the draft. It's called a academic deferment. So they get the academic deferment. Put The point is, Harvard has been activist going back to the 1960s and you see the grade compression here what's going on there so their lack of authenticity has gone way back and there have been things brewing below the surface and so to see the three presidents come out there these presidents are not outliers and to cut the head off the snake it's a hydra it grows eight more yep. that's exactly what you're going to see with the ivy league which is why the ivy league has come out and say well we're all kind of nuts how can we get rid of our harvard president because we all feel the same you know what deal with the flack deal with the aftermath let's 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 get behind her, regardless of the billboards, regardless of the alumni, regardless of the people saying they're not donating anymore. We don't care. There's another side to this, right? The other side. So people say, why would you care? Pat, why would you care? Wouldn't you care if 10 million, 100 million people stopped giving you money? No. And I'll tell you why. Because they were just given money in the in Biden forgiving student loans. Mm. How? Because they can charge whatever tuition they want. And the poor kids that end up saddled with it get forgiven by members of of Biden's cabinet that recommend that you should do the student loan forgiveness that went to freaking Harvard. So Harvard, Harvard's Perfect. They're like, Vinny, you're going to pay 50 grand a year to go to school here. I am. Well, we'll give you a, we'll give you student loans. Uh, we'll give you academic aid for 25 of it, but you still got to pay 25. Mm -hmm. You get a student loan. 25 a year comes to Harvard. They get paid, right? They're paid. Yep. You're saddled. Don't worry. A couple of our guys will be in a presidential cabinet someday and we'll just forgive your loans. Oh, wow. Harvard gets it. Do you see the cycle? Check this out. Wow. So Biden, Cy Bi cycle of life. Biden administration on Wednesday announced an additional $4.8 billion in student, student loan debt relief affecting more than 80,000 borrowers. The announcement brings a total uh, approved debt cancellation by Biden administration to $132 billion for more than 3.6 million Americans before President Biden took office. It was virtually impossible for eligible borrower, borrowers to access to access the student debt relief they rightfully earned. Student debt relief they rightfully earned. What do you mean they rightfully earned? Tom said that earlier. What <clears throat> the hell? U.S. Secretary <laughs> of Education Miguel Cardona said 
The data released today once again make clear that the Biden-Harris administration's relentless effort to fix the broken student loan system are paying off in a big way. This level of debt relief is unparalleled, and we have no intention of slowing down. So what is debt relief? So first of all, who's responsible for it? Why, why are schools charging as much as they're charging? Why are you not putting this on schools? Schools are sitting there saying, keep doing debt relief. We got our money. We don't give a shit. We got our money. We don't give a shit. We got our money. We don't care. We don't care. We don't care. Do as much as you want to do this. We're totally fine with that. And you're teaching kids to be bailed out at a young age. They chose to go to college. Nobody told them to go to college. You, your administration, has sold the idea of being successful as going to college. Great. So they go to college. They borrow the money. Now you're saying they rightfully earned the debt relief eligible borrowers? What? What they rightfully earned eligible, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, 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 debt relief they rightfully earned? I think it's insane what's going on, but colleges are sitting there celebrating, saying that $4.8 billion is coming to us. Keep doing more of it. Anyways, let's go to the next story here with what Fauci just said, and then I got a couple other stories we'll get into as well. Even Narciss, Narcissus didn't love himself this much. Okay, this is a Daily Wire story. Um, this much. Fauci doesn't need church. His personal ethics are enough. I mean, that's like a priest speaking right there. Let's see here. All right, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the former wife. By the way, there's a video for this if you do have it. Uh, if the, you know how long the video is? He's explaining this, so right? Annoying I'm assuming. to watch, Pat. Yeah, it's under a minute. So annoying. Go ahead, play this clip. What, what, a, what a, I mean. He's a dirtbag. You have Look to realize, him. in America, he's pope too many. They used to, he's, it, the, he's the pope of the health industry. In California, I'm not joking. You yeah. know those, those signs that say, like, yeah. go by? People in California, when I left, had him, like, he was going for, like, he was the president of the United States, but they worshipped him. Think, I think liberals moving forward need to call him Pope Fauci. Pope, I think, I think so. Go ahead, go ahead and play this clip by Pope Fauci. The pope troll. of Poke. Here's the Andre Chapel where Chris and I were That's where you were married, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Look at the security in the back. Do you, no. you don't practice no. anymore, do you? I don't. No. Why? Ah, uh, a number of complicated reasons. Go on. We have a whole corridor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know who he laughs like? Pause First it right there. Pause. I, I you know that one priest that got caught in the jet and he laughs when the lady comes and says, the jet you bought from Tyler Perry? Do you know who I'm talking oh, about? Man. Do you know? You've seen this. Kenneth yeah. Copeland? This is, uh, Copeland. Yeah. Copeland. Go back man. and do that laugh again. Go back uh, 10 seconds. Go, go back a little bit more. Adam, a little bit more. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. detail? Okay, press play. Watch this laugh. A number of complicated reasons. Go on. We have a whole corridor. <laughs> oh, my God. First of all, I, I think my go. own personal ethics in life are, I think, enough to... Keep me going on the right path. And I think that there are enough negative aspects about the organizational church Mm -hmm. uh, that you are very well aware of. I'm not against it. I identify myself as a Catholic. I was raised, I was baptized, I was confirmed, I was married in the church. My children were baptized in the church. But as far as practicing it, it seems almost like a pro forma thing. Pause it right there before that music. You know what? You know what? I'm pr- no, you know. You know what? He should. She should have said. So you mean you don't go to church anymore because when you walk in, your feet catch on fire because you are a de- that guy. Pat, the damage that he's done from. Did you did you read the the Fauci book, uh, Tom? 
It's Which scary, one? the real Dr. Fauci. It, the shit that he's done and what he's done to this country because of COVID and the lockdowns and, t- you know, we had to listen to what the hell he said. The dim, the lying, the wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear four or five masks. He's a, a bullshit artist, bureaucrat who's so protected. Do you see a security detail? He has, like, yep. Secret Service people guarding his ass because he knows who he is and he knows what he's done and the people like look look just look at his face bro i'm telling just you he looks like copeland by the way Cop- hold that evil, picture evil. And, and go on a different page and type in copeland and then and then look at the pictures of them they, they look like they're cousins but kenneth go- copeland is way creepier looking no, no. yeah but this but, guy's creepy but too. but adam you don't agree with what choose you, a different picture though not a picture like yeah. that choose a different picture and just put him right there he's, si- he's science he's science he's this he doesn't Fauci. go to church go to fauci go to fauci <laughs> We were right next to him. Yeah, I mean, without yeah, the eyes, cousins. yeah, it's him. No, but it's like eyes. the audacity of just, just, I, just still yes. seeing him. The eyes don't lie, Chico. Yeah, I just, I just don't respect. Look, I am, I am never surprised when bad people do bad things. I'm never surprised. But, but Tom, you never even I, heard of him doing bad things until COVID was like the, the final. No, but now we ball. know. Wait, now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we know. You walk down the street, you don't know what bad things any number of people are doing. Yeah, you, but, but and, think about it. Why would he need this type of security? Why, why do you think so he has like presidential security because he knows what the hell he's done, Tom? He knows. Vinny, he's not Vinny, I, Vinny, Vinny. Turn it from 11 to 9 for a second. <laughs> of course he needs security. He's pissed off half the free yeah. world who are waking up to what has happened. It doesn't surprise me that bad people do bad things. It surprises me when occasionally a bad person does a good thing. That's what surprises me. It doesn't surprise me at all. And it doesn't surprise me to look back at it and to hear him referring to Catholicism like the Knights, like the Kiwanis Club that he happens to attend in town. And he talks about you know practicing it. He doesn't practice. Does that surprise you yeah. that he's not a practicing man of faith that doesn't surprise yeah. Yeah. me i'll tell you what and I he's care capable about. of doing this with I, not I, being a practicing but you said man evil of faith? people doing evil but does it does it piss you off it doesn't piss you off when evil people do evil things but it does, does it piss upset you off me it upsets me but it doesn't surprise me we all need a savior we all need to repent and it does not surprise me when he does it but i get very upset about it but i direct my energy from a moment of being upset to a moment of moving forward like pat knows i'm dedicated education in the future what can i do about it how can i do it i'm a teacher at heart. How can I help that situation? I don't know what I can do in medical about Fauci, except make sure that I'm That's making not what be- this is about. No, no, better. No, Tom, no, what, I'm is, is- what, what you're going to, Tom, is you're going pure to let's move on with the story. If we're doing a story, we want to get your opinion on this story. I, we all agree that we got to move on and build our own life. Yep. What I'm saying here is here's a man who's got influence over our kids and our youth and America, and he's making decisions that I would much rather have a person fear the Lord, fear God, fear a bad decision that you are hurting his people, that I know he's going to have a little bit of conscience to make a better decision for a populace, that the amount of influence you have for you to be like, dude, because you know when you're deep down inside by yourself praying, here's what happens. Say you're about to make a selfish decision, okay? Right now, one of our guys in a company just keeps making selfish decisions after selfish decisions after selfish decisions. This is three years in a row. Okay. Hey, he'll move somewhere. I'm not moving there. Hey, I'm going to do this. Hey, pay me this. Hey, pay me that. Just like coming from a very selfish place. And he's blinded by his decisions on what he's doing, right? And he thinks he's making the best decisions every time. I ask myself, who do you talk to at night when you're praying about a decision you make? Who, Who do you fear? Do you not fear God? Do you not fear something? I would much rather have somebody that's making decisions on my health, on politics, on NIH, any of that stuff, where you're sitting there saying, I know what these politicians want me to do, but am I doing the right thing here? 
Is this the right thing we're doing for kids, for parents? We've only had nine or 11 months of testing on vaccines. <laughs> Does my conscience make me feel good at night before I go to sleep to say kids under the age of two now need to take the vaccine? How the hell do you know if that's going to affect that someone's child? No, man. That's not, so I, It concerns me when there's a leader with high-end decisions being made. By the way, I don't care if he's a Jew. I don't care if he's a Mormon. I don't care if he's a Christian. I don't care if he's a Catholic. I don't care what he is. I just care the fact that he fears a higher power that you make a bad decision, there's going to be consequences. When a man doesn't have that level of fear, guess what that man's going to do his entire life? Reckless decisions. Because it's all about who? Himself. He's telling you his personal ethics. So guess who's the only person he doesn't want to disappoint? Himself. Himself. No problem. I'm going to be okay Psycho. disappointing myself every once in a while. No. So you, 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 you have to have a certain level of you know, uh, fear that you have for the man upstairs that prevents you from making some bad decisions. And for me, the fact that a man with this level of power is relying on his own ethics, uh, he's essentially becoming his own God. Yeah. Like in his world, exactly. he is God. Yeah. And that's a concern to me. Of course, we're all going to move on. Of course, we got to build our own yeah. life. Of course, we got to do this stuff. But we got to be looking a little bit more in, in examples being given from the top that men fear the, the, the biggest factor, this is not a religion debate. Let's set the religion debate aside. You're a Jew. I'm a Christian. Rob, what are you, Rob? Presbyterian. Presbyterian. Tom, non-denominational, and I'm assuming you're also non-denominational. I'm Christian. Christian. Yeah. So, okay. But we got friends here that are different things, all this other stuff. Do you know the, the benefits of a man, a boy, a girl, a woman, a leader, a general, a president, a CEO, an executive, fearing a higher power? Do you know how good that is for society when men fear a higher power? Do you know that level of fear? Now, I don't mean from the standpoint of uh, the other day, it's so funny, uh, 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 Kelly and Brandon, uh, Kelly brings up data to me, which is pretty fascinating. Which countries pray the most? Mm. And you know what correlation she found? Mm. Countries with the lowest life expectancy, the people that pray the most. Countries with the highest level of life expectancy, they pray the least, except for America. We are one of the only ones that prays the most. Let me give that data one more time. Okay. Countries yeah. with the lowest life expectancy, you're only living at 55. The average person dies at 60. These are a lot of nations, Muslim nations, Nigeria. You, yep. know, uh, uh, um, um, you know, you'll see that they, it's a lot of... Nations that believe in, they're not Christian nations, they're, you know, different kind of nations. But they pray the most to have the lowest life expectancy. Mm -hmm. A lot of countries that you live to 80, 82, 83, they don't do a lot of praying. Because they, they're what, they're themselves, right? I prefer a person at the top running anything, no matter what happens, when they go to sleep by themselves, they fear a higher power. That is beneficial to everybody in that society, in that community. I believe that. I agree, I agree too. So, anyways, we can get to the next story here, unless if you wanted to lead us into prayer. Well, Adam, I just, I, <laughs> yeah. Go for it if you want to. I, I do. Heavenly I will. Father Adam here. Adam, thank you guys. Join hands. Yeah. I will say there is a difference between organized religion and belief in a higher power. I know plenty of people that don't go to temple, don't go to church, don't go to the mosque, 
but they do believe in something bigger than themselves. I think that is the most important thing. Not that I'm defending Fauci on this and he'll have his 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 day in in, in court or yeah. in uh never, the no. pearly gates, whatever it is. Court. I'm not here to I'll never see court to cast judgment on him, but he did say, I do consider myself a Catholic. I'm just no longer a member of an organized religion. I get it. To me, honestly, Fauci, will he ever be held accountable for whatever crimes? No. Zero. No. Okay. That's what you pisses know, me off. Trump had a chance to fire him. He didn't do it. Biden had a chance to relieve him of his position. Obviously, he didn't do it. But I'll circle back to the number one thing. Hold China accountable. And they can't. What are we doing with that? Well, 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 That's where and, I'm and, and, and by the way, well, we China, just took a, just took a you know, turn there. You know the religion in China? China? Zero religion. They don't, they don't have a belief in God. No, okay. they believe in the They believe in the state. The government. They yeah. believe yeah. in the state. But, and, and we ask, always come back to the this. Uggers. Um, uh, what you were saying, exactly. Tom, it's, it's, and you're right, Adam, the zero accountability, but the damage that that little rat has done to the people. Because think about all the people that believed and took the vaccine, and now they're suffering, and he's walking around with security, and nothing will ever happen with him. I can be pissed off about that. That I just drives me bananas. Correction. Pope Fauci, moving I forward. apologize. Don't do that again. I apologize. Right, I'll kiss his ring. Does let's, he get one of those cool white coats? Those yeah. big I can see him in one, by the way. Yeah, I can see him in one. Rat. All right, next one. Let's go into uh, um, boys are struggling. It takes. It can take coaches, tutors, and thousands a month to fix that. This is a Wall Street Journal story. This is not a spoof of a story. They're talking about boys are losing their identity. So middle school boys are increasingly seeking private tutoring services focused on improving personal organization skills. With 70% of Teresa Lobovich's clientele being male, parents are willing to pay starting $500 a month to help their sons become more motivated and organized for success in high school and beyond. Educational experts suggest that boys have struggled to regain their motivation after the pandemic compounded by the distractions of laptops and devices, both in schools and at home. Strategies combat that include enforcing phone-free study environments to improve focus, Boys' academic challenges exasperated by the pandemic include declining test scores, particularly in reading and math, as well as lower high school graduating rates amongst the girls. Rob, can you pull up that one tweet I put up with our math scores, what it looks like? If you just go to my – there you go. If you just go there, I think it's the most recent tweet right there. If you click on that, look at these numbers here, by the way. This is trends in American mathematics, reading, and sciences. Just click on the chart. Forget about – there you go. Okay, look at this, guys. Jeez. From 2003 to today, look at math, look at reading, look at science. Constant decline in our test scores on average. Tom, you follow these things very closely. One, what do you think is happening here with boys? I know Kim is fantastic with boys. She's incredible with our oldest son. The relationship they have is very unique. They've had it like that for many years. What do you think is the cause for boys being the way they are today? And two, what do you think about when you see these scores being the lowest in a long time? Well, let's let's flip it over real quick, and I'll do the, the second first. Um, so the scores that are going on here uh, have a direct correlation with uh, um, basically digital distraction. If you go take a look at the iPhone, Internet, and things like this, digital distraction is causing, you know, um, shortening uh, attention spans because they're snacking. They, it's like, look at... TikTok, bang, 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 bang. You go through all those videos. So the focus and concentration in America's youth is going down, and the effectiveness of the schools is not there. And it's almost like the Department of Education wants to create a generation of people that are relying on the government. Then there's that. 
Excuse me. So that's the first part. Digital distraction, a lack of focus or concentration, and poor teaching leads to this. Now, the other side of it now, you compound that with boys. Boys are naturally assertive and confident. It is a natural thing in boys to be assertive and confident. And kids that that shrink back, the parents are looking at it and saying, you know what? He's, he's really not being like a guy. Being a guy is there's an assertiveness, there's a confidence, lead your family. I mean, we're wired to go out and kill and bring home the meat for, if, if you think about that, you know, how we've, how we've developed through, you know, through history, that's what we do. And the two things here that are, that are destroying that is basically the way education is being, you know, uh, executed is poor and the lack of focus and concentration. And now you create this nebulous environment in school and a kid who is a male that's assertive and confident actually faces headwinds of feedback, Pat. You take your kid in a school today, if you're, you're, and I don't mean a kid that's disruptive or won't listen. I'm just talking about a natural, assertive, confident boy, and, and he faces headwinds of perception. Hey, don't, hey, easy does it. Easy does it. And so now parents are saying, hey, I, I don't think it's bad that he wants to play sports. Assertive, confident. I don't think it's bad he wants to be the team captain. I don't think it's bad that he wants to lead. That's his natural male wiring that you have kind of been short-circuiting against it. So we've had all all the social short-circuiting at the same time, you know, the basically development educationally has been going down because of digital distraction and the school's lowering standards. And that's the two thrusts. And and notice how and how Fauci found his way back into this story. The 2000, the pandemic drop is the steepest with these ridiculous lockdowns that they did forever. It's funny that we moved on to another story. That, that was an accelerant, but it was already on its way. One, yeah. No, already on its way, but an, an accelerant because of the lockdown and the stuff that they did to children, I think is ridiculous. Yeah, this is a story that I've actually been following very closely, uh, being that, you know, on the show, the Sauscast that I do, finance, romance, role of a man, role of a woman, who pays, what's going on, who's dating, who's getting laid, where are women, who's dating, All where does money come into all this? And it's sort of coalesced into basically what is going on between men and women today. And it's very interesting what's been going on. So you hear, you know, the song back in the day, I believe the children are the future. The children are the future. But over the last couple decades, what have we heard continually come from sort of the modern day matriarchy is that the female is future or Beyonce's famous song, who runs the world? Girls. Okay. And basically the demise of the patriarchy, (laughs) right. And tearing down the patriarchy. And if you ever saw the movie Barbie that just came out, uh, I counted the the word patriarchy was said 12 times. Okay. Uh, 13 times. If you want to give them a baker's dozen, um, just for good measure. But there's something going on where they're basically saying, hey, listen, guys, you've done enough, especially young white men, white men in general. Thanks for all your efforts. The ladies got it from here. But what we know, I mean, when you look at the whole stats about single mothers and, and kids with single parents, that the best situation for a kid is when they're raised in a two parent household, a nuclear family. Um, But if you just take away the mother and just the father is raising the kid, what do the results show, Pat? Basically, zero difference. Meaning a father will do just as good of a job raising a kid, boy or girl, just the same as it is a two-parent household. Did you hear this? Okay. A single father raising kids, boys, 
gets the same kind of results with the boy as the boy would get with mom and dad in the household. And why, Both why, boys but and a girls. single mother exactly. raising Here a boy is. without a father it's the does word. not get the it, same. Is it exactly. because there's no because there's no male? There's no man in the house. So it's, it's what they call baby mama culture. A single single mother and single father households do vastly better than a single wow. mother. Here's the because real reason. He's laying why. down the law. So what happens is in a single mother household, and shout out to the single mothers out there. I know it ain't easy. Kids are far likely to be incarcerated. I far thought you likely. were about to give your number out. I'm like, yeah. hey, shout out to my number. Is shout out to the mothers. Here we go. Zero, three, four, zero. Nah, yeah. you know, I stay away from the go single ahead. mothers. That's not my thing. Um, far more likely to do drugs. Far more likely to get into, you know, the father's job is to keep his daughter off the pole. Yeah. Far more likely to do sex work. Far more likely to have suicide situations going on. Um, it's just infinitely worse. So, if the goal of the modern day feminism is to tear down the patriarchy patriarchy and have this modern day matriarchy i just want to know what the world would look like when boys are not actually turning into men you know men are supposed to be protectors providers being present for their woman understanding how intersexual dynamics work not turning out to be modern day dylan mulvaney's it should be super concerning that men are not being taught to be men anymore or boys aren't being taught to be men anymore. And it's being frowned upon to do what you're basically instinctually used to doing as a man. Wrestling, fighting, being tough, standing up, you know, standing toxic. up to authority. That's toxic. That's toxic. Exactly. That is all known as toxic masculinity. So... And what's happening is that young boys are being indoctrinated to the LGBTQIA mafia. One third of men under 30 have not had sex for a year. They're on their phones. Scott, Dr. Scott Galloway did a whole dissertation about the scariest people in the world are broke, lonely boys sitting at home on their phone, playing video games on social media, watching porn, just being completely numb to the world. If we want to help the world, we want to... You know, I believe the children are our future. It does start with the boys. Yep, I agree. Awesome. Okay, all right. Next story we want to go to is uh, the math for buying a home no longer makes sense. These charts show you why. Vinny, very important. I'm Pay screwed. attention to this yeah, next part. Here we go. Here we go again. All right, so um, the surge in mortgage rates now at around 7% has driven up uh, average, average monthly payments in the U.S., up 52% higher than the average apartment rent, 52% higher, and even higher premiums in major metro areas like Seattle, Austin, and Texas, where it's over 175%. Damn. Joe Biden. Before the Federal Reserve began aggressively raising rates, a monthly housing budget of $2,000 could buy a home valued at over $400,000. Now, with current rates, that same budget would only afford a home valued at $295,000 or less. Despite rising rates, home prices have continued to climb with the national median existing home price reaching approximately $392,000 in October, the highest ever for that month and dating back to 1999. This makes home ownership increasingly out of reach for many Americans. Adam. Look, man, this is something that I've been saying for years, that home ownership is completely overrated and overpriced. I've been saying that for years. I've been here. For Here's the freaking math. Yeah. And it's only getting worse. Now, with that being said, if you have kids and you have a family and you want to have a school district and you want to have equity in your home, totally understand the premise of why you're going to want to look to buy a house. I get it. But there's a large contingency of young people, especially those under 30. It would make zero sense for you to buy whatsoever. Scroll up here so they can see the image on here. 
I've been saying this for years that that buying is overrated when you just do the math when it comes down to taxes, insurance, maintenance, costs, upkeep, all that stuff, homeowners association, nuclear all that bunker, stuff, nuclear bunker, all downstairs. that. But since COVID, it's become completely unrealistic for anyone that is basically looking to buy a house. It's crazy, right? Okay, it is skyrocketed. Rob, are we showing that yeah. chart? It's important for people to see because you have to see this. Yeah. and I'll say this, and I think I, we we covered this a few months ago when we really this this numbers really started coming out. In forty-seven of the top fifty metros, it's not even close. Meaning, in every major city in America, it's not even a, a unfathomable whether you should be renting or buying. The three cities, top 50 major metros, where it kind of make more sense to buy are in Birmingham, Alabama, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I believe Detroit. If you're not living in any of those three cities, you're going to need to take a hard look at renting because that's probably where the better well, Adam, was there, was there a concerted effort to make it like that? No. Like, what, what the hell is going There's on? There's just that's not that. supply and demand, brother. During COVID, everyone rushed gold mine. To basically the gold rush, everyone buy houses. There wasn't enough houses out there. They haven't built enough houses. Where the whole um, supply chain was off the off the Richter. Uh-huh. Tom, and there's just something? not enough supplies yeah. there. So real, real quick, Adam said something between the lines uh, that he mentioned. He mentioned taxes and insurance. When you add property taxes to this, this red line gets higher. Yep. When you then add the sh- insurance, I don't mean like renter's insurance. A lot of people have renter's insurance when they lease. That's prudent. But there's also the homeowner's insurance where you're insuring not only the liability of somebody slipping and falling on your driveway, but the structure itself. And the insurance is not cheap. This space goes up higher. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If I'm renting a house, doesn't the owner have to pay property tax? Doesn't the owner have to pay that? Isn't that kind of built into my lease or rent? Yes, it is. But you're renting from someone that's got a 3% mortgage Mm -hmm. and they bought the house years ago. So their property tax basis is lower. And it it means that blue line doesn't move. The red line is even worse. And Adam mentioned it in his summation of all the other costs that go with homeownership. That red line is even higher when you add the property tax and the insurance on it. And now, every five years, put a $5,000 maintenance on it. You painted the house. There's a, you're in the Midwest. There was hail. You had to do things for your roof. An air conditioner went out, and the condenser, you had to be replaced. The argument you, for renting is very attractive right now. And by the way, did you see this chart? Check this out. Percentage of new homes below 1,400 square feet. Before, when builders, Vinny, were building homes, for these investors were building homes for renters, the average size home they would build was 1,400 square feet or less, okay? Today, builders are like, there's no money in that. So I don't want to build any 1,400 square foot homes. So look at this. 1976, around 36%, 37% of new constructions for new homes was 37%. Then it went to 40%. We're under 1,400 square feet homes. Every year <laughs> since 1982, it's, it's gone dropped. Look what it is today, 7%. We went from 40%. Of new construction for homes being under 1,400 square feet to now Five, at 7%. Seven. Simply because builders are sitting there saying, man, but this is from U.S. Census Bureau. It's not like this is an article from uh, a realtor.com. What, what's the moral of the story with this? Meanwhile, guess who's picking up all the uh, properties under 1,400 square feet? Guess who's buying them up? BlackRock. BlackRock is buying them up. Weird. Because BlackRock is going to own, they're going to have a monopoly in renting. They're paying yeah. premium. They're buying $250,000 uh, condos and houses, and they're paying them $300,000. Like, no, don't worry about it. I'll pay $50,000 more. It's okay. I'll overbid. Go. It's okay. Long term, 
everyone has to flow through us. Wow. They're going to control the rent market the way they're going right now, and builders are not interested in building homes that are less than 1,400 square feet. If I can just add one thing, something that I always talk about is that the American dream, the people say the American dream is dead. The American dream is dead. I believe that the American dream is not dead. I believe it is alive and well. I believe that it's just, just changed. What do I mean? Back in the day, the American dream was that you would go live in the suburbs, have a nice house in the suburbs, pick white picket fence, two-car garage, 2.2 kids, a dog and a cat, bingo, bango, there it was. Nice school district, nice two cats, possibly. Two cats. But what happened is now these major uh, urban centers have been built, whether it's New York, whether it's Miami, whether it's Chicago, whether it's Dallas, whether it's L.A., what have you. People have moved out of the suburbs into the cities. Okay, you no longer need the big house. You can just have an apartment. You no longer need the two cars. You can just Uber. I know that's something we discuss. Mm -hmm. We know that people aren't banging as much these days. They're only having 1.2 kids, not 2.2 kids. People are waiting longer to get married. People are waiting longer to have kids. So what's the what's the point here? For the young people out there that don't have kids, family, house, all that stuff like that, I've said this a million times before, I'll say it again, the key to financial freedom is low overhead and high flexibility. You might get a job somewhere, you might move somewhere, you might not be able to afford a car. Three years ago, the average car payment in America for a new car was $550, now it's close to $750. Rent, which was $1,500, now it's $2,200. Everything's more expensive. So what can you do? Do you keep doubling down on what's making you broke? Or do you do something completely vastly different from what you've always done? That also includes college. That also includes debt. That also includes credit card debt, auto payments, mortgages, debt, 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 debt. Stay debt-free. Stay flexible. Keep your costs low. And a couple weeks ago on on my podcast, I covered rent versus buying some of these statistics. And one of the things I said, as I said, is once upon a time, renter was like a dirty word. Yeah. It's to say, oh, you're a renter. It was negative. Now I say, do not think of yourself that way. Think of yourself as being capital efficient. Think of yourself as being enabled. Think of yourself as being ready to respond to a bad economy if your job causes you to relocate. Think of yourself as being flexible. It is, think of it as a positive term because you're making a good decision and don't get conned into stepping into a purchase that stretches you and pinches you. If you can do it when you get to a certain time and make Mm -hmm. a prudent purchase with your your income, the income of your partner, whatever you have there, great. But do not think of yourself less and apply that word renter in a negative way. You know, years ago, Denver posted a story, I mean, their business section. I love that article. They put it in the cover. It was, uh, uh, if you type in Denver Post by David, I'm wearing this orange sweater that till today I wish I wouldn't have worn, but I, you know, I, I did it. And Denver Bronco It was, it was a risk I took. Look at that. I look at that this. right wow. there. Look yep. at that guy right Wait, there. Wait, can you zoom in? Are those, no, are those uh, true uh, religion look, jeans? Look at those Dude, jeans. Your bell bottoms are killing it. It's out of control. Bell bottoms are killing it. Is this in the 70s? What those are not bell bottoms. Those are true religion. He's hiding his Casantis boots. What's the story? Real talk. The title of the story is amazing. Home buying. Go with cold, clear logic and rent. This is what you're, by the way, when did I write? When was this interview done? Can you see what the 
October 18th of 2013. On my wow. birthday 10 years ago. That's crazy. Happy that birthday, was, PBD. Oh, man, yeah. October 18th. I didn't even yeah. know it was on that day. But so, the, yeah, this has been going on. It allowed me to be flexible. It allowed yeah, me to move. It allowed, I mean, We love this house. Tico and Dylan were born, I think, in this house and the other house. You want to laugh? And, and, look, you, and look what you, I say. It said, the, I, I was sold the American dream. Exactly. exactly. Can you zoom in right there? That's the size of my apartment right there. Uh-huh. That's so funny. That blue slide. Can I add one thing to this? Yeah. Tom, you did the cost-benefit analysis and broke it down. And you said basically, you know, the home uh, renting has been a dirty word. I always say that the fact that the Realtor Association has done a great job marketing, you're wasting money, you're just throwing money away. You're missing the American dream. Exactly. It all comes under one caveat, one super important caveat. So if it costs $3,000 to buy and it costs $2,000 to rent, it all comes down to what you're doing with that extra $1,000. That's exactly what I did. That's what made me a millionaire is that every single month that I was renting, I took a thousand extra dollars, pumped that to my 401k, pumped that into index funds, bought Bitcoin, whatever it was. If you're just taking that extra money and spending it because I have extra money, you're going to end up broke penniless homeless because you don't have home equity. Well, here's what you got to know. If you do go to the bar with Adam, he ain't buying the drinks. That's true. I'm going to whisper to everybody. You're going to be buying <laughs> That's true. He's not buying drinks. But Adam will cover the valet. That's what a so, sweet guy. Always, always will get the valet. I respect And you don't buy the drinks when you own the yeah, bar. That's buddy. Right. Damn right, brother. Okay. All right, so here we go. Next one. Alex Jones and Elon Musk. After a five-year ban off of Twitter oh, and X, five-year five wow. ban, he is finally reactivated after poll Elon runs. So Elon Musk has reinstated conspiracy theorist. This is CNBC story. Alex Jones's ex-account, formerly Twitter, uh, after a five-year ban, Jones has been uh, had been banned in 2018, and for violating Twitter's abusive behavior policy, Alex Jones had previously spread false claims uh, that San Diego Elementary School shot uh, ele- ele- uh, elementary school shooting was a hoax, leading to harassment and threats against the victim's family. San Diego's victims' relatives sued Jones, winning a one and a half billion dollar judgment against him. Musk's decision to reinstate Jones has sparked contro- controversy, with Musk stating that permanent bans should be extremely rare. Elon Musk asks Alex Jones about Sandy Hook, and this is what it sounds like if you have this. While they did this, it was at 60,000. By the time it was done, there was 120,000 people live listening to this. Spaces, go for it, Rob. I think, it, I think at least the medium answer, um, I, I, look, I guess people just want to know, like, obviously it, it, it would be, like, heartless and cruel to deny uh, a, a, a school shooting of children. Um, or to a- attack the parents uh, or, or anyone who is involved, it, it's, it seems that, that that would be, you know, just incredibly mean and cruel, fr- frankly. So it's sort of, uh, that's, that's, I think, you know, what a lot of people are, are upset about, or at least they, they think that is the reason to be upset about. Um, and, you know, uh, if that were true, I think it would rightly, rightly be, you know, uh, upset with you. Yeah, yes, sir. Well, please let me then just tell you what really happened, okay? And and if you want me to send you a dossier with clips and videos and articles, <laughs> I mean, post it to your account, you know. Um, yes, sir, I will do that. So, so let me let me tell you what happened. I'm a guy that didn't go to college. I mean, a few years of community college. I started out. He tells this whole story. This goes for about ago. ten minutes, Rob. Right? In it, he says, "Look, five years ago, I went on." Uh, 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 this is quoted somewhere. He says, I went on Joe Rogan podcast and I apologize. I went on Patrick with David podcast and I apologize. 
and he's <clears throat> he's saying all this stuff on the on the, on the you screen. know what he did, and then you know at the end, others get on. They keep asking the question. They keep asking the question. There's sometimes it got heated, you know. And there was even Andrew Tate getting on with uh, Musk. It was a, just a very fascinating Twitter spaces uh, uh, that took place with the conversations. But for some of you that are watching this, I got a question for you, Rob. Maybe maybe let's do this. Would you like to see us do a live at our next, you know, PBD podcast live with Alex Jones and maybe a couple guests? If you would like to see that happen, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Rob, can you put that in chat and comment section? If you have any interest in us doing a live, live podcast at our 5990 Live Club and afterwards, maybe some of you guys getting a chance to meet Alex and asking questions that you may have at the Cigar Lounge. But, Tom, what do you think with Alex now being back? One, move-wise from Elon. Good move, bad move. And two, what do you think the people on the left are sitting there saying, how the hell can you give this guy the mic back for him to start talking and you know, spreading his thoughts and ideas and opinions that he has? Well, I have a remarkably succinct point of view here. Number one, putting him back on is good for free speech. Number two, it scares the hell out of Democrats who want to suppress the voices and control the narrative, especially in the election season. But number three, I think um, him coming back on and him giving kind of a half apology. I mean, you look at the guys on the all in pod, they were split. Uh, Sachs and Calacanis went back and forth on X. One of them very concerned, saying that was not an apology, dude. That was not sufficient. And the other guy said, hey, you know, he gave us its story and he kind of laid it out there and they kind of went at it. And I think that's the, the uh, that that's sort of the voice of America on Alex Jones. There are some of us out there that say, you know, that really wasn't quite an apology and the fact that it took him five years to get here and, and you really cornered him. You did a good job on the podcast, I thought, with Alex Jones. The one five years ago. Yeah, I'm not saying... He was upset at me. I, I know he was, and I'm not saying it because you're sitting here because we've been friends for 15 years. Legitimately, I thought that you preceded the argument in the right way to corner him because he needed to be cornered because he was refusing to really engage and talk and dialogue and kind of cop to what he did. And so that's what I think. I think this is good for free speech. I think Elon just scared the hell out of the liberals who want to suppress voices about... I'm willing to let voices go, and they'd be like, ah, no. And then Alex Jones, you know, I, I see how people are feeling there. Half of them are saying, hey, I think that's enough of an apology. And they're not enthusiastic. They're saying, okay, I think that's enough of an apology. I'm not giving him a free ride, but okay, he came to the microphone. Vinny, and other people I, saying, not enough. I, th I think, obviously, and Adam, you said this before, just about Americans love a redemption story. I mean, five years that's a long time. We all make mistakes. I think we all get caught up in this in this thing where like, people think, like especially if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be like, I'm Jesus Christ. No, I'm going to make mistakes. I've seen people in chat be like, oh, a guy that says this, this, and this, but he's a Christian. Yeah, hold on. I didn't say I'm Jesus. I make mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes. I think, A, to take a step back, what Elon has done, and I say this a, a lot, Pat, people need to realize what this guy did for humanity for speech because those two twin brothers— we're on there too, Brian and uh, what's it called, Krasenstein. They're Your boy, it they're, they're they're left. They're dem they're hate Trump hating, but to have a forum where we could all speak because that's the that's problem that we're at right two -headed now. Two-headed narrative machine is it, what they are. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But I, the beauty of that photo right there, Tom, is 
Elon's letting everybody speak. Nobody's speaking over each other. It's a, a forum where we can all talk. But to have, uh, you know, some like Twitter, what, three years ago, four years ago, they would block you. They'd take you down if you said anything that went against their narrative. You would never see that. That would never, ever, ever happen today if Elon didn't buy uh, Twitter. Yeah. Period. I'll, I'll add this about Alex Jones. Some of the worst things that you could do to somebody is just dismiss them as, oh, they're crazy. Oh, they're just absolutely wild. Horrible. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Being dismissive and just dismissing somebody because of one thing that they said that may or may not have been wrong, I think is very dangerous. Now, was Alex wrong? Alex Jones absolutely 1 million percent wrong about Sandy Hook? Yes. And he'll pay the price for that forever. Literally. But was he right about a lot of shit yeah. that people were like, yep. this guy's wild, he's a conspiracy theorist, he's crazy. Turns out he kind of actually knew some things that he's talking about. The globalists are coming he for you. He predicted 9-11. Joe, did you see the video that, about him? He said 9-11 so was going to happen exactly. Joe Rogan you said, that wrong? Alex exactly. Jones gave me chapter and verse on Epstein Island yep. five years before it broke. Yeah, and then what was the thing he went to in California? The whole, uh, what was the thing, Rob? Bohemian Grove. Yeah, Bohemian, Bohemian Grove. Grove, whatever's it's going on real. there. It's real. So the, the worst thing to do is just dismiss someone like crazy. What's the point? I think it's a great move by Elon Musk bringing him back. Um, you know, I, I always side with free speech. I tend to be a free speech absolutist, even if it hurts your feelings. Welcome to the real world where I sort of draw the line is when it's inciting violence or I don't know, maybe condoning genocide, sort of drawing the line right there. But other than that, I think, Eli, uh, I think what he just said, yeah. <clears throat> I think condoning genocide. So universities, Penn, MIT, Penn, MIT and Harvard. You know, it's okay what they're doing with that. But then, God forbid, this guy says something. Oh, you know what? No, let's sue him one and a half billion dollars. So what if what if all these uh, people go around and they decide to sue the professors or the principals or the presidents of these three universities for a couple billion dollars? Hey, you're inciting violence. It's called costing yeah. people's lives. What about that? What about yeah. if we do something mm -hmm. like that? Would that have the same merit? I don't know. But, look, welcome back, Alex. Uh, don't be surprised if we... Um, depending on the interest there is out there with us having uh, Alex on a live live where some of you guys will get a chance to see him live, not just on a podcast, but live like in, in flesh, in person talking. Maybe some of you guys will get a chance to ask him questions. Again, text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Text the word podcast to 310-340-1132. Next is Trump says he'll be a dictator only on day one if he was elected. And people are losing their minds. Okay. Hmm. Um, here we go. So Fox host Sean Hannity tried to serve uh, Trump a softball question asking him if he would ever abuse his power as president and seek retribution against those who have wronged him. Instead of merely nodding his head and agreeing that he will be pleasantly democratic, Trump went uh, for the controversial reply, except on day one. A stunned Hannity recoiled. Trump pointed at him and laughed. Look, he's going crazy. Except for, question mark, Hannity asked with a quiver, in his voice, except for day one, I want to close the border and I want to drill, drill, drill. That's not retribution, Hannity said. I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, we love this guy, he says. You're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So when you hear something like this, by the way, this is the clip. Go on and play this clip here and see what uh, Hannity's reaction is going to be. Because the media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. 
you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a that's, drill. That's not, oh, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm it. gonna be I'm gonna be, you know, he keeps <laughs> we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border, and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that sounds to me like you're going back to the policies when you were president. <laughs> That's All right. exactly. Oh, because the media. Reaction, Tom. So here's my reaction. The media loves this because it gives them something to do in, a, in kind of a, you know, the, the current season we're in. It gives them a story. It gives them something to push. It gives them a Trump button to go after. That's why they like it. However, let's look at the truth. Look at what every single president does on day one. What do they do? They Executive sit at, orders. Exactly. They sit at that they small nap, desk. Most of them. Well, yeah. Biden. <laughs> Biden. In their underwear. No, but go, go look at the pictures. They sit at this small desk, and it's a historical desk, piece <clears> of furniture, and and they get people in a semicircle behind them, and they sit there and they sign executive orders. Ah, the abortion ban, gone. You know, drilling in the in the Anwar, gone. Afuera, afuera. Afuera. It's our, it's our afuera. own guys. That's what they do. And there's the picture. There it is. There's that historical piece of furniture where they sit and they sign this. And you see them. That is a folder either for a bill or an executive order. And they celebrate that on day one, every president does it. That's what he's talking about. I'm going to close the border with an executive order yeah. and Drill, 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 think second border. That's so, what he's saying, but people love to jump So what on his is he head. signing there, Tom? Just destroy America. I he don't just know. Wrote, Let's find he out. He wrote right there, shit on the economy, open the border, you and could, ruin everything. That's could, what he's writing. Vinny, you and, could find the same picture of the last five presidents. Yeah, but guess what? At that desk. Yeah, that no, little no, mini no, baby I, I agree, but what was the difference between what Trump was writing and what this idiot is writing? And There's look at Kamala. No she has no idea how to read. I'm saying, if you want to think of it that way, then remember, we're supposed to pass bills back and forth, but the executive order order is a loophole. And so where every president is a dictator for a couple hours on his first day signing executive orders. Look, Adam, to our friend uh, Donald Trump, I, I just friendly piece of advice. Dude, you could run away landslide this thing against sleepy Joe Biden if you just be normal. Don't say things like, yeah, I will be a dictator on day one. You know what the media will do. They'll eliminate the day one part. And then they'll have, quote-unquote, quote Donald Trump, I will be a dictator. Do you think he planned it's that, Adam? So, Adam uh, do you think he planned that? He was in the moment, and he's being funny. That's my point. I, I don't he's not going to change. Being, Vinny, you're a comedian. Yeah. You know, I know you know a lot of comedians. I don't find anything funny about presidents of the United States joking haha about being dictators this isn't putin's russia this isn't xi's china this is freaking america all trump has to do is be freaking normal for nine more months you, and he will landslide joe biden but no he's gonna go out there and promote being a dictator Adam, but and you, do weird shit you like think that's this. gonna happen hold on that's if these 91 indictments that they have on this guy whatever the hell all these charges on this guy Stick. I would have. I think he's being funny, but the same token, I that dictator should have said. Did you, did you laugh when he said dictator? I, hold on. Yeah, you're he's in. hilarious. We That's played that clip last time. Adam, guess what? If they let, if the act of cheating, active 
election interference that the left is doing as we speak. Here we this go. This guy's being funny. He's being funny, and he's saying, and he said it right out loud. So funny. He said the border, the border. And drill, drill, drill. Yeah. This is a campaign thing because he's riling up his troops, Adam. Abu Bakar Magdadi is dead. Yeah. He died like, like a, a dog. dog. Yeah. We love dogs. A beautiful dog. But a beautiful dog. I, I, I agree with Adam. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up in just five words. I funny. agree with Adam. Wow, <laughs> guys, this is new. oh my god. Because here's what I agree with Adam is four words. Yeah. You have to say today, unfortunately. Was, I said today. Oh, okay, I got you. I yeah, today. No, I agree. With unfortunately, with Trump what is going to be a dictator. All Trump has to no say is deal. just you know. No, we do live day. in a democracy. All he one has to no say. big deal. But I will say this. You're right. All he has to say is, I will lead the greatest yeah. democracy in the world. And on day wow. one, I tell you what, I've got some executive orders like around the border and drilling. He says that. It's oh, different. Fire, it's bro. so easy to do. <laughs> but because here's what's going to happen. Listen, I, I know that you believe that Michelle Obama is going to run and that she's a man. Da, da, da. I didn't say none I, of that. I, I said I, she might be running. I, I, I still believe that Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. To the Democrats' peril, nonetheless. Oh, I hope but so. But what's going to happen is you're going to have Barack and Michelle Obama campaigning out there, continue our legacy. And you already have Hillary Clinton fundraising as we speak. I believe there's a story about that. Yeah. You know Hollywood's going to get involved. You know the activists are going to get involved. And you know this is going to be a neck-and-neck -neck race versus Sleepy Joe and self-acclaimed dictator Donald Trump. Let me explain something. So all Adam, I'm recommending is for Donald Adam, you're Trump. You're trying to scare. It's to not, be normal. Adam, he's a freaking comedian. He's funny, by the way. And if that's comedian. the case, and, and if if guess what, if they see that Trump is winning, uh, you're saying Obama and all them stumping for him. I wouldn't be shocked if that movie comes to life. And they do have a cyber attack from China, but this mm -hmm. is this is Donald Trump's personality. Rob, can you play? When people we are have, like, we have beat this story this, to death. By is the, there something this, else? Look at this dictator talking about when Joe Biden, your boy, said that he was going to take him behind the school and beat his ass. This is what Donald Trump, the comedian, said. This is the dictator. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, "I'd like to take him behind the barn"? If he took me behind the barn and I went like this. <laughs> That, I believe oh, look at that dictator. Look how funny that dictator is. That is so freaking funny. That was hilarious. That, that Donald Vinny. Trump, and he's hilarious. So oh, don't take it that, serious. I, I'm just, that, Vinny, I get it. You're like tripling down on MAGA. I get it. I'm, I'm letting you know. I never, I never tripled down on MAGA. Clearly, you are, brother. But no, I'm not. The point is. I love America. The, so the whole, I love America too. Not I'm, as much I'm, as Donald I'm, Trump does. You don't love him as much as Donald Trump. Well, sort of the look what he's look what they've the, done. The to premise him. of America, Vinny, is that you're we don't have dictators here. Adam, we don't why have are you so kings. in love with the dictator. He it was a you think he's gonna Adam, do you know what a dictator is? No, Vinny. Xi Jinping is a dictator. Correct. You think Donald Trump is gonna be a dictator, really? No, but my point is say what he's busting balls. But you the media is going to take this he shit. He doesn't give a shit. Adam, they're going to go get Adam. He could say, right. I love Jesus Christ. You know what they're going to say? He's racist. He only likes, like, give me. No, they would say he loves a conspiracy yeah. theory. Yeah, exactly. Anything he says, but, they're going to go against him. So he's uh, fucked either way. Vinny, Adam, I, know you don't, I know you don't watch what's going on on CNN and the rest of the I, Who the watches CNN? League. I'm just, I'm letting you know there's another world out there other than the bubble yeah. you're living in at this point. I'm letting you know the whole narrative is that he's just seeking retribution. He's basically filled with vengeance, is rage and revenge. He is. And he's going to be a dictator. I don't believe the dictator. So him doubling down on that doesn't help him win soccer moms in the Midwest, you know, women, 
independence. Those are the people he needs to win. Dictator talk doesn't help him. I'm just letting you know. I know Adam, guess what? Even joking, they jump on it. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, but guess what I'm saying? He goes off the cuff. He, this is not a planned thing, but guess what? Be ready, Adam, because if he does win, it's going to be four years of funny-ass shit like that. Watch. All right, let's go to the next story here. Uh, so while we're on this, let's, <laughs> let's talk about what Wall Street Journal just said about Nikki Haley. Wall Street Journal poll, Nikki Haley leads Biden by 17, and Trump leads by four. Okay, so if you want to go to the story, Rob. Uh, Haley, a hypothetical one-on-one matchup with President Biden, currently has a remarkable 17-point lead, 51 to 34. Of course, in order for that matchup to happen, Haley would have to beat former President Trump to the Republican primary. And the most recent polls still show her trailing in the contest by 40 points or more. The survey gives Trump a four-point advantage over Biden. 47 to 43. It even finds that Trump, if Trump were convicted of a felony, he has been charged with 91 felony counts <laughs> in four criminal prosecutions. He would still only trail Biden by a single point. The poll puts Governor Ron DeSantis dead even with Biden, 45 to 45. So Haley ahead by 17, Trump ahead by four. DeSantis tied. Tom, thoughts? Well, suddenly, suddenly the Wall Street Journal coverage of our political structures sounds a lot like Brazil and Bolsonaro and the guy that was there that was in prison and got out of prison. It sounds like we're having the Brazil election. You, 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 Pat and I know a lot about that one. Um, we dove into it and have learned a lot about it. But what's happening here, I find this, I have a, I have a little, I'm going to sound like Vinny here, like maybe I've got a little... You're welcome, Tom. ...thinking b- below the, the surface here. I think it's very interesting that the Wall Street Journal you know, publishes this and all the establishment billionaires start lining up behind Haley. Mm. See, she could beat this guy by 17 points. She's had some establishment billionaires and defense people lining up behind her the last couple of weeks. And I, um, I, I find it kind of interesting that that happens at the same time a poll like this comes out and it almost bifurcates it because it says, look, even Trump is convicted. He loses by a point and DeSantis is even. She's our girl. And I just think there's a little bit of a little bit of establishment stuff going on here in the Republican Party. When is the Iowa caucus, by the way? Do we have a date on that? Is that in January? I think January, whatever, January 21st or something. Yeah, that that's going to be a telltale sign of where this all goes. Obviously, Trump is the favorite 15th, right now, 15th. January 15th. So we're literally one month away from the first votes being casted. Uh, do we have results of what's going on in Iowa initial polls right now? But obviously Trump is the favorite, but we'll see what happens with Nikki Haley. I there. think it. I think Trump's twenty, and then, yep. All right. This hey, is, but that's in never, Iowa, or is that the national average? You see that this jump when Iowa. he said. You see that jump when he said dictator. Pat? That's, that's Iowa. Iowa. Now New Hampshire, Shoot. Nikki's got DeSantis covered in a half, but in Iowa, DeSantis has been focusing everything on Iowa. This is a result. He hit ninety nine counties. He's working his ass off in Iowa and hoping that an Iowa win creates this momentum for donors and campaign support nationally. It's not gonna. Once he gets to um, New Hampshire and South Carolina, the gig's up and he's in trouble. Who's in trouble? DeSantis. He's already in trouble. But the point is, if he pulls out the second plate finish and says, see, I'm the choice. And if this guy is so damaged that he's not on the ballot, I'm your guy. That is... Exactly what well, DeSantis is trying to to do right here. That's back, all it is. I'm not endorsing. This. I'm just saying that's the that's the play that they're running. Not that I, I still believe that Trump's going to be the nominee. I still believe that Biden's going to be the nominee. You're going to have to actually show me some actual proof, not just made up stories, to be anything other than Trump Biden. However, 17 points, Nikki Haley. 
Okay, that's not a light number here. And we know that Trump's ceiling, if you just want to look at the last two elections and look at actual numbers, is 47%. Maybe 44. All right, so the margin no, of error is No, you're right. I'm gotcha. agreeing with the 47. I'm saying I held four fingers Trump, up. Four Biden, got, win. Biden got to, what, 49 in 2020? You know, right now he's polling at 43 but to see Nikki Haley with 17 points, there's something going on there with Nikki. Do you, genu- do you, you genuinely think Joe Biden's going to be their front runner? Genu- in your heart of hearts, you think they're going to pick him? I'm just, I'm looking, no, I'm just, at, I'm just I'm looking at what I'm no, seeing no, no, with my no, eyes. No, because you're saying we're going to come up with some yeah. random thing. I mean, Hunter's all over the news right now. They're actually giving him a, di- which is shocking. Normally they would protect the shit out of him. Joe Biden's name is involved in there a lot. You don't think that they're biding their time at him? Then when the time is right, they're like, oh, his name was involved. You were, I mean, we're not, hold stop, on. Stop, stop, stop. Have you changed from a week ago? You still think Biden's a nominee, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll give the disclaimer. I think it's a very weak candidate, but I have not seen right. anybody no, jump in yet. Right. And then, like, just use your eyes. Correct. Nobody else has declared. So until correct. someone does something, I'm just going to go what's in front of my face. And I'm, I'm unchanged, Vinny. I've said Biden steps aside at the convention as a superdelegates move. And all of this f- stuff that you're talking about now is just the fire under the kettle. And they, they stir the pot and he's gone at the convention. So you agree with what I'm saying? And then that, who I, steps in? Your hmm? you're slick back who hair boy. In? Gavin Newsom is going to be the guy uh, on the if shelf. He, if, let me tell you. Period. We can talk about this on another podcast and, and dive into the probability. Let me, let me tell it's you very something. very interesting that Hillary's in the You mix. guys better pray that Joe Biden runs. Why? Pray. Why? Because Gavin Newsom would smoke Donald Trump. Ugh, dude, let me explain something. You better pray. He too. would smoke if him. If he is the president, we like kiss your ass goodbye. I would not vote it's for over. Gavin Newsom. I'm letting no, no, you know I, I, he would smoke Trump. I don't know. I don't know about that. Look at his hair. He's in bed with OPEC. Yeah. You, I mean, he. But you don't think Gavin Newsom would smoke Trump? It, one way. You know why? That relationship with China pays off and they do some shit, nefarious shit to the country. 100%. Yes, I agree. Something would have to happen. That relationship is sus as F. Is Gavin Newsom that doing that with China? If that doesn't send alarm bells off in your head, then there's something wrong with you. Who the hell is he to go there and then them come here and give them the royal treatment when they're here? Look, I'm no fan of Newsom, Fuck but that. I also acknowledge the fact that that guy, on the surface, very attractive and, candidate. Okay, on the surface, and he is such a little weasel when it comes to debating stats. Correct, Adam. That he's he will, exactly he will a governor. He will make Trump a look very bad. Of a sh- of a state that people are fleeing by the the freaking but boatload. You can't, hold on, hold on. Let me finish my point. Yeah. Is hanging out with a real dictator, an actual dictator that kills his own people, that has war concentration camps. That's who you need to worry about, not. Trump joking with freaking Hannity with his with his freaking part in his hair. Vinny, I heard you the eighth time. The thing that I think we're saying no, here Tom, is that... Tom, you have a little attitude today, Pat. Do you no. see it? I feel it. Did you see uh, that? This time. is the second well, time, Well, Vinny, you Tom. must be saying some ridiculous shit for Tom no. to get upset with you. No, he's <laughs> saying I'm repeating it. So like, maybe you got to check yourself, Tom's getting... Tom, you sound like if a dictator. Tom is annoyed by you. You sound like a dictator. You're just saying that Gavin Newsom is the kind of slick politician that can work his way in and win an election yep. in the modern media world that we live today with the combination of social online everything else mm. he is exactly the corrupt actor that can get elected yeah you I know, better it's scary. you better hope that biden uh health as well, well if no, you want but trump to but win me and you are, we're, we're betting guys adam it's not going to be biden it's either listen 
Take this to the bank. It's going to be Newsom or Michelle Obama or or Sleeper so Hill. That means that means That's you're it. encouraging Trump to lose. I'm not. What do you mean? I'm encouraging. I, I, no, in I'm, my humble opinion, either of those two would smoke Trump. No, I'm saying Adam. Okay. Re- no, I'm not hoping nothing. I'm being a realist. You're saying you think. It's clear because Joe Biden's in. You're saying we're going to come up with some random thing. I'm telling you, yeah. I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or a sleeper. Hillary. You should pray yeah. for Biden's health if you want Trump to win. Is what I'm saying. Oh wow, this is Uh-oh. what it looks like yeah. now. Uh oh, correct. Whoopsie. Really? Whoopsie. Haley is third. Newsom is fourth. Oh weird. RFK fifth. Michelle. Oh, look DeSantis. how Michelle is beating Ron DeSantis. Go, go lower. Go lower to see who it is next. Kamala Vivek, Vivek Joe Manchin, eighty to one. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, yeah. all of Mansion's the candidates listed. Right. By the way, all of the candidates listed 100 to 1, just so you guys know. Yeah. Vinny's in that community. Thank you. Because yeah. I'm, yeah. By the I'm way, <laughs> by the way, you know whose name is officially off that list that was up there? Hillary Clinton. Hillary. Hill. She's no longer on this list. You oh, see her wow. there? That's right. Because she was I on that thing. Hillary. So, too. But, uh, okay. Um, fiery podcast covered a lot of stuff um, from Obama's movie to. Um, Lots of other things. They should anyway, go watch it. They should go watch that movie. Tom had too much attitude. Dark. I'm sorry. Yeah, buddy. these guys are going to fight over. afterwards. It's over. Gang, You're a dog, man. Great. Sorry. Have a great day. We will do this again Thursday. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye.